You are listening to the Inspiring Your Shine podcast. Hello and welcome to Inspiring Your Shine. Thank you so much for being here. And I have a very special guest here today. I am very excited to talk with Anna Nelson. She is a Gallup certified strengths coach. And I am passionate myself about helping people to figure out their powers and what they call strengths. And I am I'm not as well versed in the subject as she is. And so I am really excited to bring her brain and knowledge to you today. Um, Help me welcome Anna Nelson. And I would love Anna to tell us a little bit about how she got started on her entrepreneur journey, because her and I met at a Amy Porterfield conference called the Entrepreneur's Experience. And I just connected with her in um, really quickly when we were in line waiting for Jasmine Starr, which was very exciting to meet Jasmine Starr. And I love that we still have been able to stay kind of connected and now we're being able to collaborate this way. And I really do feel like there could be more things with us together in the future to help people because it's so very important to know your strengths. If you would just share with everybody kind of from when I first met you, I know that you were just kind of starting to develop your business. And so I would love to know like what that process looked like, because I feel like a lot of my listeners are in that process of trying to build something. And that's what I love to do is help people to build their businesses, particularly online. So you can have that freedom. So if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit of your backstory, we would love to hear it. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on your show, Rebecca. It is so much fun to be able to look back and be like, wow, we've actually grown and made progress in different ways in our business. So that is so awesome. And I think it's so cool that we can say, yeah, we met in line waiting to meet Jasmine Starr. Yes. I, at the time was, like you said, just getting started in business. I knew I wanted to have an online presence and I was really figuring out like, who do I want to help? And at the time, I thought that I would be helping women post-divorce. So I thought, okay, I'll help women like post-divorce rediscover what they are good at. As someone who has gone through a divorce myself, I know that figuring it out after a really not so good relationship was really challenging. Mm -hmm. And I, and I had been getting certified as a coach and then figuring out what my niche was. Mm -hmm. And since then I've switched my niche from women post-divorce to helping online entrepreneurs build a business and team around what they, the business owner are, are good at. And it's a much better fit, not because I don't care for the original niche I was focusing on, but because of my strengths, it's a better fit for me to work with online entrepreneurs. And I love it. So I have since spoken at a number of events, I've coached various teams and various business owners about their strengths and seeing them grow and flourish because they were like, Oh, I didn't realize I was so good at that. Oh, I can actually build a business around that. And I'm like, absolutely. And so that's what I do all day, every day, coaching business owners. And it's really fun because all of us, especially if you want to get into business for yourself, like we want to do it because hopefully you want to do it to help people and obviously to also make money. But the way that you are wired is going to be very different than the way that I'm wired, even though we both help people, but we help people in different ways. And I, it is, it has been so much fun to see how different we all are and to see how you might have a dream or you might have an idea 
and your strengths kind of point to what you're wired to do, but sometimes it can be really difficult to put a finger on that. Like what exactly am I good at? So I get to help business owners put a finger on it and then help them. I mean, they go out and then really lean into what they're good at. I love that. This is so fascinating to me. I am like such a nerd about like helping people to discover how they're knitted together. Actually, it's my calling from God that I help people understand how they're knitted together so they can live on purpose. And so this has been such a piece of my business. So I just love having somebody who has that depth of knowledge here to ask questions to. So I'm so pumped up. And I appreciate that you said, you know, that we both do something similar in that we both help people. We both help maybe even women. And we, you know, that is something that we're passionate about. I think actually you're more in teams, but I just think it's so cool that, like you said, we do it differently because of how we're knitted together. And hopefully we are doing it in a way that we are putting our strengths forward because that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about teaching it from this perspective of like really leading with your, what I call power is because, you know, so many people get caught in the weeds of trying to be something that they're not, because that's what was modeled for, from somebody else that they're trying to kind of like, I want a life like that. I'm going to do it like they're doing it because apparently it's working for them. Well, just because it's working for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. And that's the most frustrating thing for people, because then what do we do? We start to turn it back on ourselves and say, well, I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. And so I just love when we can pinpoint those things. And so we can show people, no, you are so much more than enough. And if you can figure out what it is that you were purposed to do, then you're going to be amazing at it. Like nobody else is even going to come close to you. So I know um, I'm going to ask you questions here in a second, but I just wanted to say, like, I used to sit and say, okay, well, what am I good at? And it's like, okay, I'm good at shopping. (laughs) I'm good at you know, traveling, I'm good at um, conversations. And so then it was kind of like, okay, what do you do with that? How do you even make a business out of that? And so it's been interesting as I've kind of muddled along and tried to find my way building an online business. So thank you for sharing that insight. Well, and I think like I've muddled along too, trying to figure it out. Like ever since I was young, I'm like, I want to have my own business. Okay. I didn't know in what, so I've spent years figuring it out. And one of the businesses that I started, I like, I thought I would have a lingerie business. Like I thought I'll get my start in boobs, like on your chest, not what you drink. Right. Like I thought I took a nine week leave of absence to study bra making up in up near Toronto, Ontario. I like turned my wow. living room into a sewing studio. I, I went all in. I spent thousands of dollars figuring out, hey, maybe I'll, maybe lingerie is the thing. Cause I grew up, I knew how to sew because I learned it when I was younger. And, but I didn't enjoy it. And one day I had to, no, I didn't have, I did have to work on a project. It was a paid project, like creating some bras for someone. Like I was getting money for this. And I was like, you cannot leave your house until you are done with this. It's a Saturday. Like, doesn't matter what comes up. You have to stay inside and do this. An hour later, someone called someone I didn't even know that well, who was like, Hey, do you want to meet up for coffee? And I'm like, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. At the coffee shop in 10 minutes. And 
on my way to the coffee shop, I was like, there must be something wrong if I'm willing to drop something that I told myself, like it's part of my goals, my dreams. And I was willing to drop it like a hot potato to go meet a stranger for coffee. And that was the first time when I really started to buckle down on what am I good at? Like, and it is not these external things. Like you said, like, oh, I enjoy shopping. I like traveling. I like gardening. Like that's not what, you know, so many quote gurus in the space will be like, well, create a business out of um, doing what you love. What's your passion? And it's like, is gardening my passion? Maybe, but like, like, what do I want to do? do I want to make a business out of it versus people who are actually gardeners, like really good. And they are making money at it. It isn't maybe that they enjoy gardening though. They do. It is something about the way that they think, feel and behave makes it so that that particular business, which in this example is gardening literally flourishes because of how they're wired and how they set things up and how they might get excited about, did you know that this tree, when you plant it next to this one, it's going to look totally like they're using their thinking differently and they can see all these possibilities. Okay. Just because I maybe will know how to plant a marigold doesn't mean that that's the business I'm going to try to build. And so it's like, it isn't just about what you're passionate about. It's about figuring out what is the thinking behind what you are passionate about because you and I yeah we're in the online space we want online businesses for the flexibility and the freedom and who we get to help but if we were to go and look for a job like a nine to five job we could still take knowing how we are wired how we think feel and behave and look for a particular job that would still suit us so we don't have to be plugged into, I'm a, I'm a coach. I can only be a coach. Right. No, I could actually be really good at any number of things that requires me to connect quickly with strangers. That's what I'm really good at. Mm. There are lots of companies that need people at their forefront who can connect quickly with strangers. Okay, great. Now I could go seek out those positions if I decided to shut down my business and go work corporate again, right? Yeah, so. I love that. Oh, there's just so many things that you said in there that are just like so amazing to me. Um, I I love that you pointed that out, that it's not just about trying to do something you love. What I talk about is that you have to discover your purpose and part of your strengths and your personality and, and even your pain and your experiences and um, past things, they all kind of go into your purpose. But then I have like another circle and there's your passions. Now, I really believe your passions are really what you do to fill up, you know, they're what light you up. They're what make you feel good and give you all those good, you know, dopamine hits and things. But when you kind of combine them, if you can find a sweet spot where either you can have your business be, have that incorporated into it somehow, or if your business doing what you're so good at and purpose to do and gives you the income and the time and stuff to do more of your passions, you know, because one of my passions is shopping and traveling, lots of things that cost money. And so what I do and get, gives me money in order for me to do those things more. Um, and then I've also found some commonalities, but I, I love how you pointed that because it's not as simple as just, and I probably have said that out my mouth before, of just find something that you love and do more of that. But that really, it's not really that is that simple, right? And you have to do a little bit of this deep work 
And it's easier to have this work done when you're working with somebody who can help you along instead of trying to figure it out on your own or making assumptions about yourself or what other people have said, like getting with a professional and spending time and investing money in someone like you is actually a really good idea to make progress a lot faster. So absolutely. Like the first time I ever learned that I was good at the things that I'm good at was because I was sitting in front of a coach and she was reviewing my strengths. And that was recently, that was like two or three years ago. And the things that I am good at, I was never graded on in high school. I got bad grades in school. I got A's, B's, C's, D's, one F my senior year in high school in math. <laughs> well, if I go by that metric, oh, I'm not an honor roll, even what's the other merit role or merit, whatever the second one is like, I'm not a good student. And so because I did not get good grades, it's like, Oh, she's not good at anything. So therefore maybe she should, you know, you get counseled to be like, well, go to the community college so you can get a job that'll pay you X amount of dollars. And you can at least have a really like a simple apartment. So at least I'm not a drain on society, but that doesn't make me feel good when like that I'm not good at math. So therefore I am stupid. No, that's not the thing. But if people had, if I had been able to get graded on my ability to make friends with basically anybody, I would have gotten straight A's because I was friends with the kids up on the, you know, high school state hockey team, all the way down to like the gang members who were smoking out at the red line. I was friends with I was friends with everyone, right? I didn't get graded on that. And so that's where some skills are more obvious to be like, oh, wow. Or some talents, let's say, or strengths are more obvious than others. A lot of people don't go around saying, you're so good with people. You're going to make a killing in sales. (laughs) They don't say that. They're like, oh, you can become a software engineer because you're good at math. And so you'll make a killing there. Like, really? Okay. So I think we are so focused on what we are not good at. Get your grades up, do this, do that. And we are not good at encouraging people to really figure it, figure out what it is they're good at. And so we're kind of left on our own to like muddle through, like you said. Yeah. And I was the exact same. I was a terrible student, but I loved school because I loved the socializing. And I was also friends with every single person. Um, no matter what, I just love people. And so that was something that I also went to college because that was what I was told. If you don't want to be poor all of your life, you need to go to college. And so I started going to college and I still hated it. You know, I was like, ah, this is horrible. I hate learning things that I don't care about. And so maybe I'm just like completely assuming here, but I'm wondering if people were to be polled that are online business owners that have built their own businesses. If many of them were like C average students because school just didn't work for them, but they were, you know, ambitious in other ways and have just found a way to make the money without all the big schools and degrees and things like that. So, um, I'm sure that there are, I swear, like there are so many people who say that where they're making like multi-million dollars, they have multi-million dollar businesses and they're like, yeah, I hated school. I wasn't good. Or I always skipped classes. And it's like, by that metric, again, they would have been deemed a failure, but no, they were not getting credit 
air quotes around credit for what they actually were good at. Like, right. again, you know, right. connecting with others or like thinking big picture or like all of the things. No, we are not encouraged in that way. I know. And I really did go through that where I didn't think I was good at anything because as you've seen my strength profile, I have zero executing skills. And so that really showed up in many, many ways in my life. And and so it felt as though I wasn't good at a lot of things because I didn't execute things. And then I kind of made a commitment to myself like five or six years ago that I was going to really push myself to finish things. And I've finished more things and I've been more successful because I've finished things. And but it, I have to accept that about myself, that it's not easy for me. And so it's like I almost need if I have to do it all by myself without help then I need to give myself a lot of grace to just keep going, keep going and encouraging myself to finish because I want to just like move on to other things and, and, you know, lean into the other things that I'm good at that aren't in the execution space. And I definitely um, know that I need to partner with people that are um, executors. So I'm sure your listeners know, but I want to hear because your strengths show up will show up in this answer, but I would love to know. So what business are you currently building or what business do you have right now? Yeah. Um, so my business has morphed, uh, you know, as I've went along, but what I really am focusing on is I help people to build an online brand and influence based on how they're knitted together. And I help them to take all of that and incorporate it into so that they are leading with what they enjoy and what they're good at and so that they can shine because that's the name of my business is Inspiring Your Shine. And then that is now kind of morphing where I'm actually helping people build not only a brand from the ground up, but I can take people that don't even know what kind of a business they would want and build a business, an online viable business from the ground up. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. And what I love is that everything in what you said, as I am looking at your strengths results, that's what you're good at, right? So you might say that you have zero executing skills, but given what your strengths are, you are helping others with your strategic thinking. You help them think ahead about what could be your visionary. So if I'm coming to you, I could be like, okay, I kind of want to have a business. I don't know what I want. Like you are starting to put your ideation, like all of your ideas combined with strategic thinking right there. That's really powerful. And your activator, like, all right, let's get started. You can do it along with Relator. Relators enjoy close one-on-one relationships with people. So like your relationships with your clients are going to be on a longer timeline than um, someone like me, right? For example, and you're positive, you are really good one-on-one. So Relator combined with your individualization skill, where if I'm coming to you for business help, and let's pretend my cousin comes to you for business help you are going to be able to work perfectly with both of us because you can see this is what Anna wants. This is what her cousin wants. Yeah, Um, true. I am like that. And you don't have to execute because it's for me, your client to do all the dirty work, but I need you because you're coming up with ideas. And so your clients need you because you can come up with ideas if they're like, hey, these are some things that I really enjoy doing, you would be able to start thinking of what 
ideas they could implement. And you could come up with like, well, option A, option B, option C, because you're a strategic thinker. You would encourage them, your woo and your activator would be like this perfect combination to to get buy-in like because it's scary starting your own business right so your combination of strengths is just like all right let's try it let's get it done let's see what happens like the worst that could happen is it doesn't happen and guess what you already don't have anything so you'll just come back to where you are now right like this perfect like give them a shove give them some encouragement but be really positive about it yeah and like you have individualization and relater. And so the way that you work one-on-one with your clients, you'll be able to work like specifically with each person. You will see each person as an individual. You're not going to be like, oh, well, Anna's a housewife. So she should have this business. Oh, just like Heather was a housewife. So she should have this, the same business. And it's like, no, we're two different people. And you can see that. Totally. Yeah. And you don't have to do the things because it's for me, the client to do the thing. So just because you're not an executor doesn't mean anything because in your business, it's for me to do the things, but I, the business owner need help with ideas and some strategy and some encouragement to start this new adventure. Yeah, that is so true. And how cool is that, that just taking this 177 question test gave me those things. And then for you to be able to look at that. And, and if, if I didn't know that about myself, you could have told me that. And that just is so encouraging, even just seeing it and hearing you reiterate it back that that's true makes me feel so good because I always am trying to build, I can meet somebody and within half an hour, once they tell me a little bit about themselves, I'm trying to build a business for them <laughs> all the time. I'm trying to like help them to like follow their dreams and, you know, and not everybody of course is knitted together. Some people really enjoy just going to work and having a job, but that's never been me. And so I always am just loving to just kind of help people think about what could be. It's always really fun to me. Well, that's your futuristic strength right there. Like what could be combined with ideation and strategic, like what could be you're a visionary. And so what is great is that because a lot of times what we're really good at at work, you know, like it'll start showing up in our personal lives. And so it's like for your clients and it's such a great outlet for you to help me, let's say your client think about like what could be for my business that I want to start Great, because maybe when you're at home, you can't keep thinking about what could be. You might actually have to go make spaghetti for dinner. And so it's like you can build a business out of what you are wired to do. And that's literally what you've done. And what an amazing niche that you found that you get to do that all the time for all of these individuals. Like your mind can always be running around with ideas for your different clients and you will be fulfilled. That's great. Yeah, that, and it uh, really, that clarification helps me so much because I kept learning from people that were like, okay, just build one thing and do it over and over and over like this one simple thing. And I get so bored. I'm like, you were saying about like the bras and stuff. Like I couldn't, I, you know, whatever distraction came my way, I was taking it because I didn't want to keep doing the same thing. I was boring myself to death, even in the areas of personality and purpose and stuff. I I use that as a tool to build the other things, but I don't like to stay only in that realm. 
And so um, it it's really is exciting to finally be able to recognize like, again, looking at yourself as an individual and like what, how you're knitted together and that it doesn't need to look anything or could be comparing to anyone else because you are so unique. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think, especially for folks who are thinkers, like Gallup has four domains that they plug all of their 34 talent themes into and it's strategic thinking, relationship building, executing and influencing. And you lead with strategic thinking. Well, strategic thinkers are not gonna be content doing the same thing over and over and over and over because you're a thinker and you have ideation and strategic thinking. Well, ideation, how you can thrive. You are fascinated by ideas. You're, you're able to find connections between seemingly disparate phenomena. Okay. Well, that just means you have, you need to be in an environment where you can like be thinking and connecting the dots and like, what if we did this? And what if we did this? And what if we did this? Not like in a factory where it's like, screw this thing on, screw this thing on. There's no place for your ideas to go. And in that instance, you would be extremely bored because your mind is like just shutting down because it can't think versus someone else could probably would be like, okay, how could we make this factory way more efficient? Like, let's do this better. Let's do blah, 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 blah. And that's a different type of thinking. Yeah. Nobody is better than someone else just because you don't want to work in a factory and they don't want to be a coach. It's, we think differently. And it's like our, we need to take responsibility for how we are wired and own it. And then we're free agents. We get to like, take the time to figure, okay, well, what am I, what am I good at? What do I like to do? How am I wired? And now how do I want to create a life out of, out of that? Absolutely. And um, I just was thinking about how, how much would the world be different if everybody was taught this, if this was taught in schools and if people really got to know and understand like what they were good at and how, and given that ability to just like think and ponder, like, what could I do? What could I be based on what I now know about me. I just, oh, I just find it so powerful to have this knowledge, to have the self-awareness and to be, it's really a big piece of emotional intelligence of being able to have that self-awareness and managing yourself in a way that will make you happy. Because I was thinking about doing things that I'm not equipped to do. And anyone listening who does things that you're not equipped to do, it can make you very sad and depressed. It doesn't light you up and life is not fun. And so I think a lot of people that are feeling that way, that might be a big piece of the puzzle of what's going on with them. Absolutely. And I think, again, it comes down to self-awareness, but like my first job was, um, I was an admin at a financial services firm and part of an admin's job is filing. Like I hate filing. You, I mean, there's no way I, I would save that stuff until like the auditors would come and then I would file. I hate it. I don't, I'm not a good organizer. That is not how my brain operates, but guess what? I was really good at. I was really good at answering the phones and making clients feel good when they came in the doors. I was extremely good at that. And eventually I kind of got, I created my role morphed into more of the client relationship side versus oh. the admin side, right? Um, 
And obviously with anything that we do, like you and I as business owners, there are parts of our businesses that we're, I, I don't like planning my social media. I don't like being consistent. I have never been consistent in anything mm-hmm. really. Right. Like I just signed, as I say that I'm like, I signed up for the pool, which is only open Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays from like six 30 to eight 30. So I have to be consistent, but I'm not consistent about the exact time that I go. Right. Yeah. So there are always going to be things that we're going to have to do that we are not good at. Yeah. And, but then when you know how your strengths get in the way of what you're not good at, then you can show up differently. But the point is to recognize like, oh, is my strength getting in the way here? Am I just really not wired to be consistent? And am I okay with that? That's fine. But mm-hmm. most of my life I'm living out of my strengths. And I thought it, I went on vacation a few weeks ago to Florida and I thought it was so interesting. Like I kind of felt out of it, like, you know, cause it's vacation plus I got married three months ago. So some of it was also with my new family and it's, you know, traveling during COVID, which is weird anyway. And I realized like in my day-to-day life at home, I am living out of my strengths, connecting with others, working one-on-one with clients. But then on vacation, I'm not connecting with strangers. I'm not doing what I'm good at. Instead, I'm sitting at the pool, which is great. And I was grateful for but I kind of felt like, what am I doing? What's my purpose? What's like, I don't know, like, is this what my life is always going to be like? And it's like, no, it's just that now my strengths are on vacation. So I need to figure out how to manage them while I'm on vacation. And yeah. so when it comes to a job or being a, a mom or being any, any role that any of us have, yeah. if we are not living our, in our strengths, there is going to be a bit of dissatisfaction and figuring out like, I'm not really happy. And once you start figuring it out, yeah, life can be much happier. Does that mean your problems go away? No, it doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you can focus more on what you're good at and understanding why you might like one of my strengths is that I'm an includer. And so people high in includer look, we'll talk to anybody. It's like, let's make the circle wider. Let's include yeah. everybody. But the bad thing with includer is that I will feel really bad if I don't feel like I'm included, (laughs) even if I know I'm not supposed to be included, like, oh, well, those three people are friends anyway. Why should they invite me in the thing? I'll feel excluded. And it's like, that is now that I can recognize it, I can be like, you're feeling bad because you don't feel included. Yeah. And and you don't need to be included. So where are you? And like, it's kind of, it's so interesting how our strengths kind of show up as weaknesses, but yeah, I love that. That was one thing that we had on notes that I really wanted to talk about is how those strengths will show up as weaknesses. And um, my daughter is a maximizer. And one of the weaknesses of that maximizer comes out in that she just always is not content because she always needs to make things better and move on to the next thing. And so sometimes that's a challenge for her, you know, especially when you have a job and you can't just change jobs all the time. Oh, maximizer is my number one strength. So your daughter and I could totally have coffee together and we could hang out and I'll be like, this is what I've learned. What have you learned? But absolutely. And recognizing like the thing with maximizers is they want to take great things and make them better. And so there is an element of like, Oh, a maximizer might look like they're always discontent, 
well, that's just because maybe there's nothing for them to focus on what to make better. But during my, you know, my day job, so to speak, working with clients, it's perfect. I'm using my strength every time I work with a client because I don't see them as a problem. I see them as this amazing person. And if they just learn what they're really good at, they can create a really great life for themselves. I can be like, you're going to, you're already great. Let's make you even greater. That's when my strength is great. It is not great when I get out of my home office and I walk into the living room and I'm like, oh, we need to switch out this couch or what if we get a different coffee table? Like we can make things so much better when my husband might be like, everything's great. Like you're hurting my feelings <laughs> that, when it's not good. And so our, all of our, us can have strengths that come out as weaknesses and learning to like keep the lights on when you need to keep the lights on and dim your strengths when you need to dim them and let someone else shine. That is, that is the trick. I love that. I love that. Uh, So we know that it's important to know your strengths and it's important to understand when your strength isn't being activated so that that weakness is when it's showing itself that you can understand it and manage it. Um, So I love that. And we talked a little bit about some from some of my story, how I used to condemn myself that I wasn't good at things. And so that's another reason why you should know what you're good at so that you can lean into the things you're good at and forgive yourself for the things you weren't ever knitted together and supposed to be good at that. So why would you be condemning yourself? And I mean, I, I'm sure that you've experienced this. Everyone's experienced this, that often the things that are your weaknesses might be somebody else's strengths. And so, especially in a parenting situation or family situation, they will condemn you that you aren't good at that because to them, it's like second nature. And, and so that happened to me a lot in my life. And it was like, that's just ridiculous that anyone would ever want me to be good at those things when I'm so good at these things. And so when we can point to the things that we're good at, I think it's a self-esteem boost for sure. Oh, absolutely. Like the relief that I see on my clients' faces. And some of my clients are super high end doctors and lawyers, like people you would think actually don't even need to know what they're good at. Cause we, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. So I just assume, Oh, they're always like put together, but guess what? They're human too. And so the relief on like basically every client's face that I've ever spoken with is like, Oh, so this is really good. Oh, my spouse gets mad at me for this. It really, it it like tears me up when people are like, well, my husband always gets mad at me for this. And it's like, yeah, nope. That is literally what you are good at. That is, Oh my gosh. I hope everybody heard that, that that relationship when they say opposites tend to attract and it's not always true. And sometimes people have very complimenting things. Um, well, it can be very opposite complimenting or because you're similar, it can be a great thing to be around people who are similar to you as well. But my husband and I, when you look at the profiles, literally my bottom strengths are his top strengths. And I bug the crud out of him. And I've talked about this a lot because it is kind of, um, I have learned to laugh at it. And I, I don't, I wouldn't even say that I ever resented it because I always had that feedback in life from people like him that was like agitated by the way that I operate because I'm always in my head and I'm not really present and I'm not consistent and I'm not deliberate and I'm not, um, what is his other one like? I'm a, he's a command also, but, um, 
there's just so many things and he's very different from I am there. It just has taken a long time for me to get to a place where I can accept that I agitate him and I don't need to take it personally because it's just that I'm so different from him and what he values and how he operates is just very different, but I haven't been able to get to convince him that he should be okay with me. (laughs) So those, I'm not sure how I can go about that, but um, I still like every day he comes home and he like picks things apart and all the things that I didn't do, you know, and I, it's not like he's being like, oh, but you were so great at helping that person and that person and that person. So I've had to learn to kind of encourage myself and it's not, I'm, I hope I'm not painting him in a bad picture. It's not his fault. It's how he's knitted together and he uses his strengths at work. So Yeah. And it's like, we all have to learn like, okay, great. He uses his strengths at work. Okay. That's awesome. So now it's, he needs to learn just like I need to learn, you know, when I leave my home office and go into the house, he needs to learn how do his strengths work well at home? How do his strengths balance you? How, where does he not need to use his strengths? And like, you know, I got married to someone who he has some of the strengths that I think both you and I, our husbands are probably similar. And it's been really interesting to see how his strengths show up and then how my strengths show up. Mm -hmm. And when you can recognize the power in the other person's strength, when it is being used well, yeah then it's okay. Then you can feel comfortable being like, I don't know. What do you think we should do? You figure it out. Or actually you're better. Why don't you go talk to that person instead of me? Or I think that we should paint the living room, but what do you think? Like then it it can become more of a team at home because we all have very, some sort of team, whether it's a mastermind or whether it's a mentor or a coach or whatever, we have like our quote teams. Yeah. But when we can start looking at our spouse and be like, okay, we are a team. How do we work well together? And you start being proactive and intentional with looking at that, then that can be really powerful. Now I know I can be like, Hey honey, I really think that we should do this. Okay. That's my maximizer being like, I think we could make this thing better. And then he might take it and think about it. And then maybe he'll say, okay, yes. So harmony is one of his top strengths and folks high in harmony do not enjoy conflict. They want consensus amongst everyone. So if my idea might interfere with um, someone else in the family, he'll be really good at figuring out, well, is this a good idea? Is it not a good idea? Maybe it is, but not right now. I'll go talk to that person. So it's like, I I can share my idea he can figure out then how to, to to share it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really powerful thing versus me being like, Hey, everyone, I think we should do this thing. Yeah. He can like massage it a little bit. And that's powerful. I had one, I coached one couple like over a year ago and again, opposite strengths. And she was really good at solving problems. And he was really good at making things better. So very opposite strengths, which don't, they don't sound different, but they are. I just like, I don't work well helping women post divorce. That's because they have larger hurdles to overcome. And they're, I, I'm a maximizer. I want to take someone who's already already has a lot going for them and making them shine with it versus taking the time to be like, all right, let's get you through this particular rough patch. Yeah. But she would be the one who would fix the snowblower. 
And then that he would feel bad because his wife is out there in the garage fixing the snowblower. Well, who cares? The snowblower is fixed. Don't like beat yourself up because you're the man and you didn't fix it. You wouldn't have done it anyway because that's not how you're wired. You're a thinker. Let her solve the problem. And she enjoyed it. So if you recognize how you're wired, then you can just be like, hey, babe, the snowblower is broken. Can you go fix it? And it's fine. And then you can go about your day. Um, I love that. That is so powerful. Like, I, I think that working with you and if working with building a team for me and doing the whole thing with my husband and how to work better with him, because obviously if you have conflict at home, I mean, I don't want to paint a picture. Like we've been married for 27 years. We have a nice marriage, but there, but we never really learned how to work together as a team. I, I don't think either of us have ever learned this whole thing about that. Your strengths can become your weakness parts and to be able to manage those better. And so I really, really appreciate this information. It's just, I feel like it's just so good. And thank you for, for taking the time to share that. And so I think that that would be something really valuable for me. And maybe there's listeners that have an online business that they think, wow, I really need to figure out how to best use my strengths and what my weaknesses that, um, that are coming out in my strengths, even um, how those are showing up. And so often we think about the things that we're really not good at are the things that are sabotaging us, but maybe it's even the things you're good at that are sabotaging you. So that's a totally different take. I love that so much. I might have to do like a whole podcast. Maybe we could do one together about just that because that's huge. And so could we talk just a little bit about though, how those, the things that you're not good at, how do you kind of work around it? Whether you have a business that you're the only one, you kind of have to do those tasks or, you know, at what point can, you know, should we start thinking about who to get to help and how do we decide that? So I'm just thinking just a little bit of a discussion before we go here about the, how do we work around those weaknesses? We've talked about how to work around the weaknesses of your strengths. So now the true weaknesses, the things that are on the very bottom of your list, how can we work around those? understand, especially when it comes to business building. Okay. So for me showing up consistently on social media, that is kind of a problem or showing up consistently for my podcast. Like I always want to, but it's really difficult. So I, or the busy work, like there's always that busy work. All right. So a friend of mine, her 16 year old daughter helps me create social graphics and edits my podcast so that if I do, when I do record my podcast, I can say, Hey, it's uploaded. And then she takes it from there. And then it, she knows what data make it live. Okay. So that there's that. Right. Um, and then I have an intern from the local university who I always know like she wants to make, get some hours in. So I know I need to record my podcast so then she can go and create the content for me. So that's how I've done it. Like, okay, how do I be accountable for two people who are getting paid to help me be consistent? Well, I better actually be consistent. So it's kind of recognizing what do you not like doing? Like one of the I always ask the same questions when I work with my clients. And one of the questions besides like, what do you love doing in your business? It is always, what do you not like doing? Mm -hmm. And what you don't like doing is an indicator of where you're working out. You're, you're not gifted in that particular thing. So when I have clients say I'm not organized or consistency, it's like, yeah, well, you actually aren't, or you being like, I'm not good at getting things done. 
you literally aren't. But <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're not able to get things done because yeah. you scheduled this podcast. You sent mm-hmm. me the link. Like you do know how to get things mm-hmm. done, but not necessarily in ways that like, if I came to you and I was like, okay, yes, I want to sign up to have you help me come up with a business. Oh, and I also want you to get it done. That would crush you because that isn't what you're, you're just not, that's not who you are. And so learning to pay attention to what you don't like doing and then being like, okay, how can I get around this? And if you don't have money to pay someone or you don't know someone to help you out, how can you use your strengths to get around what you are naturally inclined exactly. to do. Yeah. So, yeah. So I am, I, I like putting pieces in their place. Like I like to take some, the strategy in me, right. I, I love to take a mess of something and I like to put it in some kind of order that makes sense and, and make it deliver. So in my not having like the consistency strength, for instance, I don't file either. And so I've found strategies that can work for me that I don't have to file. So I have basket piles. So if I need something, I know that it's in there. It might take me a little bit longer, but I also could easily hand that basket to somebody who likes to file. And are there people that actually like to file? (laughs) I'm not sure, but um, not me for sure. So it's hard for me to imagine that. But um, I take, I could take that basket and give it to them. Cause it, it makes sense the way that I've, what basket I've put it in. So I know where it is and what's in there and things. And I even have a desk drawer that has all these different, like an old desk drawer and it has all these different little um, drawers and I put different things in those drawers, but it's easy for me to open a drawer and do it in instead of like the file for some reason. So oh, you, know, <laughs> you just find things and workarounds and And that's the thing too, is really getting to that place where you're willing to hire somebody, even if it's an investment for you. That is something I started doing, you know, about six years ago, I started hiring people to do things to either free up my time and just, or to do things that I'm not good at, even if it's something like cleaning my house or um, helping me out with my other business so that I can free up time to do things. And so I think it's a really worthwhile thing for people to think about and know that it's really, you shouldn't be spending a lot of your time in areas that you're not gifted in and that find somebody else that is gifted in those and let them do it. And it's just like a match made in heaven. So that is so cool. So why don't we end this by you just sharing a little bit about how people could work with you and how they would get in touch with you if they found this as Interesting and amazing. I'm like so lit up right now. This is so in my wheelhouse. I love it so much. I just think it can help people. I'm already thinking of all these referrals of people that I want to have talk to you because it's just amazing. Oh, that's so awesome. And again, literally what you just said is like your strengths, like showing up, like literally coming out of your mouth. Like, oh, I'm already thinking of ideas. Like you're already thinking of ideas of people you could refer me to. Okay. You are your individualization strength in there, like specific people connecting people. Cause you have connectedness. You're like building bridges and then idea, like, yeah, it's literally how you're literally wired that just came out of your mouth. So I think that is so awesome. So people can connect with me on my website and I have the op- option. So you, if you didn't want to book a one-on-one quite yet, I have a book a free 30 minute call and we can talk about strengths and why it would matter to you. And that 
people can find me on Anna Y Nelson, A-N-N-A-Y-N-E-L-S-O-N.com forward slash contact and book a call there. Or I'm on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Anna Y Nelson, A-N-N-A-Y-N-E-L-S-O-N. And I have my own podcast myself called the Anna Nelson show. And that's on iTunes and I think Spotify and all of the other places that podcasts are listened to these days. And it's good. I've listened to your podcast. I love it. You are obviously just so good at just talking and having conversations and just sharing information. Your voice is very soothing. So I love your podcast as well. So I definitely recommend that. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us and spending time with me and and really sharing things with me that I hope other people weren't bored with seeing how I'm knitted together. But um, it really is so powerful and encouraging to know that I'm on the right track and that what I'm doing and how what I've kind of created for myself that feels good as I've been leaning into like what makes me just want to live and be alive every moment and I can do it all day. I've really come to find that and it just feels amazing. And I want that for everyone else as well. And I can help you do it and Anna can help you do it. (laughs) So uh, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I hope that we can have you on again. Well, it was my pleasure. It was super fun. And I think to anyone listening who is like, I don't know, like I'm a pretty self-aware person, but until I literally learned about my strengths, I was like, oh, wait, what? I'm actually good at something. And it was a total game changer. And I don't care what role you have in your life, like taking care of a two-year-old, you can learn how to lean into your strengths, taking care of a two-year-old, because guess what? Your strengths are showing up that way as well. And so like learn how to manage them and your life will be different and you will be happier. It is so life-changing and we are not created to suffer through life. Yes. Life is really hard. There are a lot of bad things happening in the world, but we are created to love others and how do we show up using our strengths and they can be really powerful both in the positive way and in the negative way. And if we learn how to use them positively, it's a game changer. Love that. And then once again, how our giftings are showing up very similarly, but different is my whole thing is in, I want to help inspire your shine so you can shine your light into the world. So it's a very similar outcome and it's just so exciting. And I hope that we have been able to help you guys shine bright and make a difference. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time.